Welcome to Living a Full Life Podcast. Join us as we explore health topics that encourage raising healthy children, living a healthy life, and living the best life possible. Now, here's your host. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another podcast of Living a Full Life. I'm your host, Dr. Enrico Dolcecori. Thanks for joining us this week. We are continuing on our journey of neurodevelopmental stages of development. Uh, We started a few podcasts ago at birth. We worked our way till the last podcast of middle school. And logically, you'd think this podcast would be about high school. But a lot of questions came up after the last podcast, and it was about puberty. I think I mentioned puberty for a small component of the podcast there because of the ages we were talking about. And then, boom, got a whole bunch of questions, the most questions I've ever had after a podcast from our patient base and from people that listen to me uh, from all over. And I said, okay, well, I got to squeeze in a puberty podcast before we talk about high school, which ha- which overlap between middle school and high school anyway. So there's this middle zone here that we're going to talk about the puberty years and uh, parents, I'm going to say, I'm sorry, you're welcome. All those, these are tough years, right? Um, the emotional component of it, but being knowledgeable again is power. Knowledge is power. As a parent, we can navigate through these times uh, of puberty and development and emotional intelligence and all these things that make us stronger adults. That's the mission, right? Stronger adults make stronger communities. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about that. I brought up people like, well, how long is it? How many ser- How many podcasts are going to be in the series? How long are we going for? 25 years old. Uh, that's how long it takes. The brain continues to develop until about 25 years of age. The prefrontal cortex is responsible for decision-making, impulse control, and other executive functions, it's one of the last parts of the brain to mature. And it happens at 25. So all of you with tw- uh, crazy 20-somethings, they're crazy because the prefrontal cr- cortex is still not fully developed. Uh, the hippocampus is still developing there too. It's for responsible for memory formation and learning. They're still doing that. So not only do our academic levels continue to increase and and strain more as we get into high school and 17 years of age. And then maybe we choose to go to college at 18. We go to college and our prefrontal cortex is still developing. And in college, you're learning pre-med. I was learning pre-med at that time. And by 21, I'm off to chiropractic school. I graduated at 24 years of age. I go back and think about this stuff. I'm like, I didn't even have a fully functional brain. Well, you're welcome, society. This is the chiropractor you get now in your community. Uh, Luckily, I'm really good at what I do. But once you learn about this stuff, you're like, well, hang on a second. I probably want my neurosurgeon or my brain surgeon to have graduated in their 30s. So their decision-making skills are top-notch, right? Um, Does that make sense? No Doogie Howsers, right? We don't want want that. That's if Once you understand this stuff, now you go back to Doogie Howser. Yeah, I'm aging myself. And you're like, that show makes no sense. This guy was a genius, but an idiot because he didn't even have a full brain. So anyways, the amygdala, this is a huge part too. So the 25, the amygdala is responsible for processing emotions. It is typically fully developed by 20. So that's a little bit earlier. Um, And it matures throughout adulthood. So it's responsible for processing emotions and it's fear-based part there. It protects us. Um, that continues to mature later on through our life too. Isn't that cool? And the cerebellum, it's responsible for motor coordination and balance. 
Uh, up in Canada and Alberta, we were allowed to drink alcohol at 18. That's a legal drinking age. Uh, it pretty much defines Canada right there as why you would allow that before the age of 21 and maybe help support why it should be at 21. Makes sense there too, right? Um, so the important time, you know, for, for all this is sleep and, and all that stuff. But let's get into puberty. Uh, I know there was questions about the 25 thing. Hopefully that answers your questions of the prefrontal cortex in the in the front of the head uh, that helps us with cognitive behavior. But puberty uh, has a lot going on with neurodevelopment at this time. So the big part about puberty, people are like, well, you know, what what is you know, what is it? It's a hormonal cascade that happens. Yeah, but there's more to it. There's a neurological cascade that happens with it. And it starts with myelination. Myelin is the tissue that surrounds all the nerves in the body, central nervous system and peripheral nervous system. Your nerves are coated with this myelin. They're encased with this tissue, which helps improve the conductivity of electrical signals from the brain to the body. That's how we get this super speed. There is still no internet on, on on, on the earth that is as fast as your nervous system. And I don't think there ever will be. Uh, myelin is a fatty coating substance that's on top of all of our nerve cells and it speeds up the transmission of signals. So synaptic pruning is what happens during pu- puberty. So during puberty, there is a process of synaptic synaptic pruning in which it uses synapses that are eliminated. So it... it um, it helps sync up unused synapses. This helps strengthen the connections between the remaining synapses, which improves cognitive function. So the, the childhood development of the synapses that, that are, are weaker or that were, were there that were developed during maybe primitive reflex time, maybe the Babinski's reflex or some of these uh, baby reflexes that we have, <clears throat> that it should be gone by the age of 12 months. Uh, these, are, these are then filled and re-coordinated with new synapses that get rid of those reflexes. And we sometimes see this with reflex testing in children, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years old, and they have these retained reflexes that should have been gone by 12 months, and it's because of this synaptic pruning that didn't happen properly during, um, at, for primitive reflexes, it's during birth. So during the 0 to 12-month phase, it's typically 0 to 6-month phase, is where we connect those new synapses because of motor and movement that's all that stuff of moving, trying to crawl, trying to stand up and walk and talk and do all that stuff should create new synapses. And what ends up happening is we retain some of that and we retain reflexes. So that's all part of neurology and the nerves, the actual increase in that. So we increase connectivity during puberty as well. The connections between different brain regions increases during puberty. This helps improve communication between different parts of the brain, which is necessary for complex thinking and decision-making. So as painful as puberty is, as a parent, at this dimorphic brain that's walking around your house, um, we got to be patient during this time because this is how they're connecting decision-making. This is where the abrupt behavior comes from, is they're learning how to make those connections. So they just spewed out emotional unintelligence, I'll call it. Emotional unintelligence comes out of their mouths. And, and things are said, things are done, the erratic behavior, a slamming of doors, whatever it may be. It's an emotional outburst because they're learning how to make those decisions in the time so they don't know. And once the door slams and the picture falls and it breaks, it's a learning experience for them in that moment that oh, I'm I'm a little irrational there. It may not happen the first time. It might have to happen 100 times over the next two years for them to, to finally put it together. But that's, it's, it's an important integral phase 
of human development. It, it, we have to be patient during these times, but of course, rules and boundaries go a long way as well. Increase emotional <clears throat> reactivity during this time. The amygdala, which is responsible for processing emotions, becomes more active during puberty. This can lead to increased emotional reactivity, such as mood swings and impulsive behavior. So blame that amygdala, but that's the part of it. And then increase risk-taking. Uh, the prefrontal cortex is starting to develop there. They want to do more. We talked about this in the last podcast in the middle school age children is now they're taking risks physically and motor. And we talked about athletics. And then this is the time where we want them to, to be pushed athletically and, and speed testing and speed skating and speed track and field and, and jumping as high as they can and, and gymnastics and climbing ropes and doing pushups and sit-ups and, and chin-ups to try and push their physical well-being uh, limitations so they can understand more body control. This is what's happening with the prefrontal cortex during puberty as well um, for decision-making. It's not fully developed during puberty, but this can lead to increased risk-taking and, and unsafe um, choices such as substance use and unsafe sex <coughs> just because of the hormonal changes that happen during puberty, we all we've all been there. We all understand. We start to feel certain feelings. We start to feel affliction. We start to feel emotion, connection, um, um, elated, whatever it may be, and attracted to the to other people. And and that's what ends up happening um, because the prefrontal cortex is not there. So again, as a parent, we have to be protect, protective. And by being protective is by by sharing your knowledge with your children in a safe and protected manner so that they feel like they can come up to you and ask you any questions without feeling judged or uh, ridiculed in any way. That's the best way to do this during this time. And it's tough because the questions that come at this age and the things that they want to do at this age and the things that they're exposed to at this age is, is really, really tough, especially this day and age. Uh, during the, pu during puberty, it's, it's this age that is so tough with social media as well. And in all media, everything on the internet right now is so influential. Um, are the, the, the kids this age right now feel like that is the world. And we have to teach them that it's not the world. This is actually not what the world is. Um, people are posing. You won't post the first picture. Your 13-year-old your son or daughter won't post the first picture that they take of themselves because they don't like it. They take a 1,000 pictures. Then they post it, and they delete it after five seconds because no one liked it. Right, and they've, they're they're looking for for self gratification. They're looking for uh, people to to agree with them on social media, which is so unreal. It's just unreal. So protecting them from that, using it safely, minimizing the use of it. You can get sucked into it for so long, so many hours. Downloads this into the brain, and then we think that that's what real life is all about. It's not. So protecting them from that. Um, the neurodevelopmental changes that occur during pre, uh, puberty can have a significant impact on behavior. So we have to acknowledge that these changes can, can make it difficult for adolescents to make good decisions and control their impulses. Uh, but with time and experience, the brain continues to mature and the adolescents uh, do learn and manage their emotions and behaviors more effectively. It just, it just takes time. We have to be patient during these times. But here's some things we can do to make sure. And the, the biggest ones get enough sleep. And if you've got a teenager, I don't think that's a problem for most of you. You can barely wake them up. It's essential. P parents always ask me, you know, what do they need? It's still the eight to 10 hours. We're getting them in adulthood down to eight, but the 10 hours is perfectly fine. But it's very difficult to get that if they're staying up till one in the morning. See, 
uh, again, social media, television, whatever it is that's keeping them up that late. We're, we're diving into sleep time, which you still have to maintain a curfew. Try and try and maintain a curfew till 18, 16 years of age because uh, sleep is just that much important. That's so important. Healthy diet. Good luck with that one, parents at that age. Good luck. Um, just, you know, teach And this all comes from teaching them about what's healthy and what's not. And uh, the repercussions of eating an unhealthy diet versus eating a healthy diet. This comes from early on. My kids are four, seven, and almost nine. And we're teaching them about healthy food all day. No, my, my daughter, we were on a plane ride for spring break. And she was offered a full bar Kit Kat with her with her meal on this plane. And she looks at me and she's like, can I eat it? I'm like, you, you can have some. She's like, yeah, I don't want to eat much. And she opens it up. She takes a bite of the Kit Kat. She's like, does this have a lot of sugar in it? Down? I'm like, it does have a lot of sugar. And she put it down. She's like, I don't want it. I'm like, it's okay. So you can enjoy a piece of it. And she's like, yeah, no. Can sugar kill you? And she went straight to like death. And I'm like, well, sweetie, no, not, not necessarily. But... Uh, the answer to that question is yes, long term. It's like remember we talked about cigarettes. If you know if the person you see outside, she was so worried about people when I told them cigarette was bad that, that when they were smoking, they're like you're gonna die. Like <laughs> they thought she, if they finished that one cigarette, they would fall down and just die. And uh, <clears throat> I was like, no, it doesn't. It's just a cumulative effect of it over time. So there was a good learning experience there. But see, they do learn. They do connect these things. And um, she knows, you know, sugar not it's a treat. It's a bad. It's a it's a bad thing. And healthy food is always number one. So that's teaching them at a young age, a healthy diet. And hopefully that translates into uh, the teenage years as well. And healthy diet doesn't just mean about what we eat, but eating. Some parents have trouble with their kids eating at all. They just don't eat. It's unbelievable. They skip breakfast. They have nothing for lunch. They grab a candy bar, maybe that's it. And then they make it all the way down for dinner and or after school, they kind of ravage the fridge or the pantry a little bit and then don't really eat dinner. Um, that's malnutrition long-term is going to be an issue there. Get them to exercise regularly, keeping them in programs, in athletics, in sports, whatever it may be, in dance. Really important to just have them looking forward to something and committing to something and being a part of something. Sports are so great for that. It's a great way, and, and they make you move, and it's fantastic. Of course, avoiding uh, smoking and prescription drugs and um, over-the-counters and alcohol at this age is really important because the brain's developing. It damages the brain. These things literally kill brain cells during the developmental phases. So being on top of that, being very strict about that and um, understanding without consequence on this because if you want your children to be honest with you, there can't be consequences for them being honest with you. So if they come up to you and say, Dad, I tried alcohol, there's no repercussion to that. There's no penalties for that. There's no consequences to that. There's a sit-down discussion right at that time. Hey, what got you there? Who influenced you? How were you influenced? What made you make that decision? Why do you think that's okay? Um, thank you so much for telling me about that. But, you know, you just can't be doing this at this part of your life because I know how the brain works. I listen to Dr. Enrico on the podcast every week religiously. I don't miss this guy. He's better than Joe Rogan. And I learned that at this age, alcohol is not a good thing for your brain. So there you go. You're empowered, right? Create a supportive environment. And I think I just wrapped that up right there. Make sure that you can, uh, your adolescents can cope with the challenges of puberty. There's so much that goes on with this, uh, the female direction, the male direction. There's so much that goes on with this hair and smell and oil and acne and cycles and cosmetics and everything that comes with it. It's, it's a mountain. And 
as being a busy adult ends up um, making it difficult to spend the quality time and put in the amount of effort that needs to be there to help these kids, right? So I under, I get it. We're humans too. We're adults. We're trying to make ends meet. We're trying to, you know, keep bread on the table. We got our careers to focus on, our work to focus on, our lives. So we got to drive them to all these things that they want to do. Um, you're rock stars. You are living legends. Parents are living legends. Keep it up. Puberty, tough time, an important time. The brain's developing. Uh, if you always think about the brain, you'll 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 treat your your children with gentle hands because the brain is very very fragile, um, and and your children are at this age too. So there you go. Hopefully that was useful during puberty. We're going to nail the high school years on the next podcast. This one should be fun too. There's still a lot of stuff going on there. Things that you need to be aware of. I hope you're keeping some notes. The podcasts are always there. You can always go back and listen to them. I'll never take them down. Share, like, comment, review. Thank you. Have a great week. Stay well, stay healthy. God bless. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Living a Full Life Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.